Welcome to Slightly Biased Sports. I'm Dakota. And I'm Tyler. And it is Friday. Good Friday. Not really good Friday, but it's a, it's a good Friday. Shout out to the wife. Happy birthday. Happy birthday Love to you. Mrs. Cohen. <laughs> Happy birthday to O'Emily. And Shout since out. she doesn't really follow sports, I have no Shout clean at. segue. There's not one. Nope. Just a happy birthday one. to the missus. <laughs> so uh, it's Friday. Let's let's dive into uh, a whole bunch of controversy, as Dakota calls it. Yeah, we got some things that we're going to disagree. <laughs> we on. got a lot of a lot to disagree on here today, and a lot to agree on. And one thing we can agree on: uh, what could that be? Kevin Copps is the national pitcher of the year. Whoop whoop. Well, national play. That was my cop. Won- that was my cop sound right there. He won the Dick Hauser Trophy, which is which is the Heisman for baseball. I didn't even know what that meant and until it came it. out that he got it today, and then I looked it up. Yeah. The only reliever to ever win that award. Yeah. He also won Stopper of the Year, which is not technically a closer, but uh-huh. closed every game he walked into. But we so. kind of used him as a closer. I mean, it, it, it has to boost his draft stock. I'm still interested to see where he goes. People are going to be pissed when he gets drafted, where he gets drafted. But yeah. You, you just can't utilize players like that in the MLB. The way that he's used in college is not conducive to the MLB. Only person I can think of is Andrew Miller when the Indians went on their run. They pulled him in whenever they needed him. He clearly shows that he could be coached because, I mean, he for wasn't sure. this for the first few years and then all of a sudden, boom. So, I right. mean. I wish him the best. He still needs to win the Golden Spikes before he goes on. <clears throat> yeah. That's got to happen. You see I, that? I think at this point it will. Like, I was I was a little nervous, but after you win that, the Dick Hauser Award, it's it seems like a lock. I yeah. hope he gets it. You see that, uh, all the memes popping around on Twitter. Like, the one showing Bruno Mars standing there with, like, 13 different trophies in his hand <laughs> when he won everything, and it's like Kevin Copps today when he accepts all his awards. <laughs> yeah, and a little a little foreshadowing here. Bob Moore's winning that fucking award next year. Dick Hauser is Bob Moore's next year. He's going to hit 20 home runs. They should just name that award the After Kevin Copps award. Cop, yeah. Yeah, they at really least, should. At least the pitcher of the year. Absolutely. I uh, we're always gonna get look for a reason to shout out some whoop pigs. Right, always gonna fucking happen. And when an award like that reaches the campus of the U of A, it's it's got to be discussed. Yeah, and there'll be more to be discussed. I'm sure that's not his last award. Um, dude's a freak. There's a couple heavy segments here in the NBA and the NFL, but mm-hmm. this is an easy transition, and it's and it's I don't have a whole lot. Uh, shout speaking out of Kevin pitchers, Cops, y'all. Shout out Kevin Cobb. Speaking of pitchers doing crazy things, Otani's in the home run derby. Are you fucking kidding and me? And I can't wait. I mean, pfft, he, he might be. he might win it. It's going to be clearly awesome. some MLB talk for y'all. It's going to be awesome. Um, Basketball listeners, stay, just hang on tight. a little bit. Hold tight now. One thing I do want to talk about a little bit with Otani being in the home run derby, like this has been discussed several times. We need to have a skills challenge in MLB week. MLB weekend is the best. All Star Weekend that there is like everybody loves long ball. Has he gotten a huge salary yet? Derby, Otani. I don't. Oh, he's gonna be I so mean, goddamn not, paid. I don't remember. I think he got a pretty decent one, but I don't remember oh. if he's been extended since then. It's gonna be. It's gonna be absurd. It's uh, gonna be Mike Trout numbers. Forgive me. I don't know. I'd have to double check it. Either way, I he, feel like he would have been on everything. One. But I mean, he was a big deal when it was the race for Otani. Like that was a thing when they were trying to see who's gonna sign him. But Royals fucked up there. They, yeah, all the teams fucked up. <laughs> They uh, they got to do a skills challenge. Like you need to have that would be sick. What what run through some quick things here that would be fun to watch. Like if you had, if you had guys, you know, standing at the warning track, 
and you had like rings on the field, seem to get the closest to home and put a bucket in the middle of it if you wanted to go for like a trash can. Obviously, a little more sort of like ski ball, but just yeah. throwing it. Like you could see who could get it closest, or if you feel <clears> confident, you can shoot for the bucket and try to get it. You could do, I mean, you could do a fucking a bunt derby. You could do little targets on the field trying to lay down the perfect bunt. That'd be sick. You could do relays with with. Teams. I don't know how much traction a bunt contest. Would I don't bring. know, but I mean, it'd be a little little side note. It's like Top the golf like the bunts. Pro Bowl when they do like the quarterback challenge and the yeah. dodgeball. Yeah, the, the dodgeball. I don't love the dodgeball, but there's no. so many things in baseball you could do that would make it fun, and it's already a good weekend. Just, I mean, the home run derby is what we're all here for. Right. And Otani's <laughs> That's what it, we want to see. And I'm excited for and that. And is a fucking freak. Yes, he is. I'll know, I, Like I said, that was like one of the only few MLB games I've watched this year was that uh, shit. I, I can't remember which one they were playing. That's how little I watched MLB. It was the one time I watched baseball and I watched it. And Otani is a fucking the freak. Angels and Rangers game when they had like. I was, was like texting you whenever it was, whenever it was on. I'm pretty sure that was the one because my sister went to that game. That dude is a fucking freak. I was watching it, and I was like, is Otani really that? Let me watch this game. Let me see how Otani. Holy shit, he really is that good. Yeah, and that's why I think everybody else is kicking themselves now because, like, there's been a lot of overseas prospects. I mean, much like basketball, that they get a lot of hype because if they make it to the mainstream media, like, it's a big deal. Right. They've never turned out to be him. I'm not saying there hasn't been good ones because there definitely has, but not on both sides of the ball like that. This is unbelievable. You get more of the, in the basketball, you get more of, like, the – the Raul Neto situations that are super hyped up, and then right. they come in and it's like, what the fuck is this? I mean, most comparable thing I could think of for basketball right now would be Luca, but it's it's more shocking than Luca. Just like people and everybody out there who's saying he's Babe Ruth, kick rocks. Babe Ruth stinks. Okay, he stinks. <laughs> he's old. He's fat. Lazy. The competition was what it was. He was ahead of his time. Sure, sure, exactly. And that's what I use basketball wise. He but was just ahead of his not, time. Otani is light years ahead of Babe Ruth. Sorry. Yeah, it's just the way it is. People Your era was not better than this era. People I promise not, you. People are not going to like that. No, but old people don't <laughs> understand that just because you walked uphill three ways on your it way to school, it might have been a little, song, a little strong to say Babe Ruth stinks. Okay? It, yeah, he did but, not stink. But, but <laughs> he's not Otani. And by the time Otani's done, he will be, I, I mean, the way he'll be talked about for, what's, what's honestly sad is he will not get the shine that he deserves for his pitching probably. Like, he'll be underrated his for his pitching. Yeah, because it's even more shocking than his ability to throw pit, 101 right. accurately all the time. Right. Like it, You're going to regret doing that with he's, he's gonna. I know, I'm going to drop it here in a minute. If somebody drops this motherfucker every three he's seconds. He's going to be underrated. If you hear mound, a loud thud, it's gross. Dakota. Yeah, my bad. Y'all tell his ass, put the shit down. Well, one more quick thing on baseball. Talking about people loving the home run derby. There was a Cubs it's fan. the only thing I watch all year. Well, there was a Cubs fan that got a ball from the bullpen at one of the games. I'm assuming they tossed it up to him, and he tweeted it out. It stuck to his hand. like He's mm-hmm. holding his hand flat. And in the middle of all this like spider tech shit going on right now, get over it. Fucking hey, move on. I don't care. Here's the deal. Um, juice the balls. Do what? all the shit to them. Players, players want to juice. I don't care. Make it a bouncy ball with a let little the, fake rubber piece the on the edge. Let the players take steroids. Don't care. Let the pitchers use spider tech. Okay, you know why? Because you're going to get the absolute best versus the absolute best. Absolutely. And I want to see that. I mean, you're yeah. If you if you allow all of it, then it is still an even even playing field for and sure. It doesn't it doesn't make the game unfair? Pitchers have an unfair advantage. Batters have an unfair advantage. Guess what? They both have an unfair advantage. Nobody has an advantage. You're using sticky shit. I'm using it's HGH. Just more fun to watch. Just fucking move on. I'm all for it. I'm here for it. But let's do that before. Like let's let's open the home run derby with that. Like, by the way, we've allowed these players to juice. You're free to do it whenever you want. I feel like you should speak on your boy that you tagged me in on Twitter that was just like, 
Remember that interview he was doing post game? Was it ba- who was it? Uh, Trevor Bauer? Bauer. Yes, that was fucking legendary. Trevor Bauer gets it. Okay. That was fucking legendary. They asked, they asked him about. That. I think that was the one where Tatis was pointing was pointing his eyeball because he hit it with his eyes closed, or Bauer did it to him in the spring right. game, and Bauer was okay with it. He's like, he got me, I got him. That's yeah. how it goes. That's the mindset to have. Quit getting so fucking mad. No, not that. Not that interview. Which one? The one you tagged me in like two days ago where they were talking to him after the game. Oh, and he was like, yes. He's like, what do you think about this spider tech being outlawed? And he just stuck the ball to his hand and held it up. And he's like, like this? This man stuck his fingers straight out, ball in his palm, <laughs> and it just stuck on his hand while he held his hand upside down. Yeah, him and old Bob Manfred. Right side up. Sorry, y'all. Are not friends. Sticking to his fuck. It was unfucking believable Hilarious. I would assume that. Trevor Bauer is the thorn in Bob Manfred's side, which he doesn't need because he'll fuck it up all on his own. I don't even know shit about him, and I already like him. He called the World Series trophy a piece of metal. That's all you know. Oh, he is Rob Jay Manfred. Cutler to baseball. Rob, no, Rob Manfred called it the piece of metal. The commissioner of the fucking right. league. Oh, it's just a piece of metal. You're a fucking jackass, dude. I think Jay Cutler should be the commissioner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all for Jay Cutler being the commissioner of anything. I don't know how well I go with baseball. I caught his interview on uh, part of my take. And but he's, I, he's a reasonable I, guy. I mean, you, you want to I tell instantly him? felt like you did about how you like Jay Cutler. As soon as I listened to that, I was like, I fucking love Jay Cutler now. He's the best. <laughs> Well, I mean, we're talking about Jay Cutler. When going to, we can just we, go straight to let's, football. Let's we'll, we'll do a, a slight little slow walk here. Basketball still into coming. it. Don't worry so about it. So I can give you all a little jam session as yep. we go into a little NFL talk. <laughs> there will be jams here playing whenever we do this. Insert so jams. Jams are playing as you you're listening to the jams. <laughs> jam uh, a little bit. All right, so let's do a little let's NFL go, talk. Let's go straight fucking. To oh, it. here we go. Let's, let's go it. ahead and piss Tyler off here, and let's go at it. Here we go. What should we talk about? I don't know that it'll piss you off that much. It won't, because I'm probably going to actually end up agreeing with you. But I'm so biased towards my team, I have to be against it. So Madden covers out. Yep, here we go. What a surprise. Here's my, here's like, <laughs> I'm going to forego the whole. <laughs> Dakota's trying not to go all the way in. I can see it. <laughs> I'm going to forego the whole goat, baby goat thing. Because uh-huh. if the argument against the baby goat is, well, he's on, he's on the right path, then just drop the goat thing. Just say he's the best player right now. I'm okay with that. He's mm-hmm. the best football player right now. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. He has anybody, been for three years. Anybody, correct, but anybody else, like, you know what people are not talking about? They're not talking, God damn it. I knew it, told y'all, <laughs> here he goes. <laughs> we talked about him, them not talking about LeBron being the GOAT three years in, because it would have been absurd. Well, even even after he had proved that, like, oh, it's probably going to happen, and then hindsight being 2020 has proved it, it still would have been premature to say it then. You just wanted to look for I an did excuse to say premature. <laughs> now, my real issue with this fucking cover uh-huh. has nothing to do with Tom Brady, has nothing to do with Patrick Mahomes. Well, I mean, t- I guess and technically it does correct. because it's not Aaron Rodgers. If you're going to take MVP edition off, I don't care. Agreed. Agreed. You put it on there, he is the reigning MVP. He, and ha- has he should also, be the only person on the cover. has also never been on a fucking Madden cover. How the fuck is that possible? Unfortunately, I think because of the controversy going around the Green Bay Packers organization, they can't do it. You can make the argument for this year, but how has he never go been on the fucking cover before? Didn't it happen with Brett Favre? Wasn't he on the cover and then played for a different team that next year? Uh, Possibly. I feel like that happened. I feel like he was on the cover and then he went to the Vikings. Maybe. Either way, the fact that this man Again, never Green been Bay on fucking, fucking did that. Like, I... I I was going to go back today, and I didn't have time, and go through the people that have been on the cover since Aaron Rodgers has been in the league. I know it, Peyton Hillis Peyton is the one that Hillis. comes to mind. I Peyton knew Hillis it. has been on the fucking cover. And also, Lord if you're going to put Peyton Hillis on the cover, I'm a Chiefs fan, but if you're going to put Peyton Hillis on the cover, it should be Derrick Henry on the cover. Derrick Henry should have been on the cover. Jamal Charles Now, what they the could cover. do, this could be, now hear me, the NBA 2K a while back, they had different athletes on each different edition. You could get different edition with different athletes. I'd be down with that. MVP edition is Aaron Rodgers. Goat edition is Tom Brady. 
baby goat. You want to you want to cause a fuss? Like the people are fed up with Madden right now because of the glitches and things they never change in the game. Like legend status could be the Jay Cutler cover. You know what I mean? Right, but or put like six different people on the cover and don't people could just buy whichever they want. But don't like make some of them hard to find. Don't say where you're going to put them out and watch people fucking scramble like and tweet all about Madden because and like, hey, that franchise over, is dying. Oh, that yeah. can save it over here. Over here at this, you know, this town, they got the Aaron Rodgers edition. Yeah. Come get it. You get a lot more publicity that way. I actually like that a lot, but it'll never happen because Madden's fucking dumb. Now, have you said your piece? I don't want to interrupt you. I no, that I was always it. fucking cut you I, off. I, I I need. I want to go back at some point and go through all the players that have never been on a Madden cover, and mm-hmm. I bet you there's a lot of people that are fucking insane. Yeah, Darren McFadden's pissed. Was T.O. ever on a Madden cover, Darren or was that McFadden, 2K? He was. T.O. was on 2K. Was he on Madden? I do not Madden. know. Off the top I'm of like we don't have a person to look this shit up, I'm guys. sure. I'm sure. Himbo. I'm hey, sure, check it out. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of them that haven't been on there, but Aaron Rodgers seems insane. It, it is insane. and I, Especially I, on an I, I have edition. to be the devil's advocate. He did it to himself a little bit. He did no, it to himself. No, because that is the, like... Now you can just that, say, that fuck it, it doesn't best, matter if he goes to another team. The best player on this year, you're talking about this year or in general? What do you mean? Like, he did it to himself that he's never been on the cover? No, just this year. Just this year. Oh, uh, like, That's the again, only you can about. make the argument that Aaron Rodgers, you How can't he, put him on the cover this year. Hasn't he already... He's won MVP before, hasn't he? Yeah. Then why the fuck wasn't he on it then? Because mm-hmm. they didn't have MVP edition. I, no, I promise it was because Tom Brady again, was on the fucking that's cover. That's my only... Uh, Tom Brady, I don't know how many times he's been on it now. Well, you saw like the at first least, Madden they released, two. he was on it. Oh, then three. Or sorry, not the first one. Those were that was John Madden. I saw the the most people who had been on it were Tom Brady and John Madden had been on the cover of. Well, Madden. Tom Brady was either on it before or after AB. I know that because there was that whole exchange in, in between. On Hell, Twitter. I couldn't. I couldn't. Either way, he's been on it at least twice. I'm going to assume three times. Either way, I, I'd love to dive into. <clears throat> Somebody tell me what the fucking problem with the baby goat thing. Who fucking cares? Who cares? At literally everyone in any other situation besides okay, Patrick Mahomes. Baby fans. goat. It, uh, people are confused. I, I've looked ex- like extensively on Twitter into this, and everybody's problem with it is not the baby part. Everybody's problem with it is the goat part. Right. Okay. Context is everything. There's a word before the goat, and it's a reason that the the drop showed a little goat over here and the big goat. Okay, the so, Tom Brady so what, if goat. You, what if you take Tom Brady off the cover? Mm-hmm. You, they wouldn't it, put goat. Right, that's my point, because it would be insane to call him that by himself. They're, they're like trying. The, ba- the baby mm-hmm. goat, the baby part n- doesn't negate the goat part. Like it, you, it's, it's no, them it's not negating, it's easing just, into it, but it's, it's fucking crazy. Like, again. I mean, let's, let's. If, I know it's an if, and you can't be like, oh, well, you got to take the if out. But I'm not, if it's I'm not on even, the same trajectory that he's on right now, what will he be? And I'm fine with that. But the, what I'm saying is I'm not I'm not even going to say that he won't be mm-hmm. better than Tom Brady when his career's over. Because it's very possible. Mm-hmm. But what happens if he never fucking plays again after next year? Oh. Like, if we're going to do hypotheticals, that's the other one. Like, what what happens if something terrible happens? You better knock a little more than I that. did. But, I'm, I mean, like, that. there's so many factors that go into it and why it's not... Like in in any other sport, I don't think you any other person like if Justin Jefferson was on the cover with Jerry Rice, and it said he said baby goat. That no would be one fucking crazy. no one thinks of Justin. I get what you're saying, but no one. Thinks but I mean, of Justin I'm talking Jefferson about like that's that's the best. Like if they young, put Calvin Johnson on it with with Jerry Rice, and they were like goat and baby goat. I'd be like, yeah, I could see that. Calvin Johnson had a little more 
to his career. Then. Yeah, and, I mean, and, Mahomes won and, a Super Bowl and an MVP. And he's done with his career. Like, if you had uh, – only reason I say Justin Jefferson because that's the best young receiver that I can think of. Like, very young. Well, before what the fuck's going down in Cleveland, I would say Odell. But – And people would have lost their shit for that, If you were Giants Odell, I would have said Baby Goat. Yeah, well, and look what happened. Well. Now he's out of that conversation. Even if he comes back and is – There's just no denying we've never seen an athlete like this in the first three years. Ever. No, that's fair. No such thing. That's fair. And I'm also extremely biased because I'm Chiefs. <laughs> there fan, we go. So I have to give but context. That's on, that's but like, oh, I'm glad you said Odell because that is a prime example of why it's it's. Yeah, I don't I don't love it is because I would have agreed with you. Like Odell at the Giants was looking a to be a problem, problem. and since then, straight fucking down. It's not down. his fault he got. It is, but it isn't his fault he got traded. It's his fault he got traded to the Browns. The front office was a goddamn joke. Yeah, it's his fault he got traded to the Browns. Well, though. you saw the leak whenever he got traded that he did not want to go to Cleveland. He right. tried to turn it down, say no. But when you ask, when you demand a trade and, and make a scene of he it, he wanted to come to Kansas that's City. That's what happens. <laughs> and I'm not ready to rule out that he ain't going to come to Kansas City. <laughs> well, maybe. Frank Clark? You guys want Frank Clark? Nobody wants Frank now, Clark. Now, I, loving the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, don't have a problem with the baby goat thing. I don't. I, I just don't understand it. And if, for instance, if it would have showed AB back in his prime with the Steelers and Jerry Rice or whoever, and it was like, go, maybe I'd be like, yep. Again, much larger sample size there. Right. The, uh, the, Odell, the Odell one was the perfect example yeah. because it was about the same amount of time in the league and the same amount of success. Ooh, I don't know about the same amount of success. For for his position. Like, yeah, he's it's a, a dependent position. It you, is. you have, for what he can do on his own, Yeah, I would I would braid it up there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you just, I, I just couldn't tell you the last time I saw somebody like this in the first three years. It's, a, it's fantastic that it's on my team. Now, but, now, if in like his fifth year, if the salary cap caught up to him and something drastic, like a drastic change happened to that team and mm-hmm. they maintain the success, mm-hmm. then maybe I'm okay with starting the conversation. But mm-hmm. as it sits right now, it's just doesn't taste good. I mean, a Super Bowl and an MVP and just ridiculous, gaudy, rid- just awful fucking crazy numbers. Mm-hmm. It's hard not to consider him the baby goat. You, c- I'm okay with thinking that he's going to be, like I said, it's very possible. I don't know if he'll pass Tom Brady, the goddamn, those rings. I don't, I don't fucking know about that, but, I mean, you're going to run into Statistically more competition wise, like we talked about. With we're looking league. at a LeBron situation here. We're looking at a, I don't know if he can touch those rings. Right. But, but, but the again, stats are ridiculous. This early in LeBron's career, I don't think. I was absolutely considering him baby goat for sure. But I'm a dick rider, as they call me. So <laughs> Either way. the I again, get it and don't get it, but it's total slap in the face to Aaron Rodgers. It is. MVP edition circles, should be Aaron that's Rodgers. That's the problem. I, I, I don't even know how in the fuck that got past the first suggestion like hey let's call it mvp edition well how many mvps has there been since either one of these people were the mvp yeah we didn't think about them i mean i'm good with not putting lamar jackson on it but aaron (laughs) Rodgers should have been that by himself speaking of lamar jackson they won't even let people record him (laughs) throwing the ball (laughs) yeah yo they won't even let people record him throwing the ball to receivers that that 100 means he still stinks It means he came to the three-day mandatory <laughs> minicamp, and they were like, God damn, did you get worse? You are fucking worse. Get these fucking cameras out of here. We can't. We don't need this shit. Hey, go shut the fuck up. They're going to find out in August anyway. We don't We don't need to deal with this up until football starts. Yeah. Media is nope. slow right now. They we need don't to sell need tickets. to talk about. We need to sell tickets, and this will push them the fuck out of here. Yeah. Get the goddamn cameras off. Do you hear me? Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a terrible look for the Ravens, and it's, you hate to see it. It's real bad. Real, real fucking bad. Uh... Uh, we got multiple other quarterback newses. Andy Dalton's QB1 again. I'm just not ready to move on from making fun of Lamar. 
I mean, what else is there to talk about? He can't throw the fucking ball accurately at all. At all. Cam Newton? Oh, my God. He might. <laughs> <laughs> there was a video that came out about Cam Newton right when we got done recording last time. Yeah. That was god awful. Like it almost looked like he was doing it on purpose. That's yep. how bad it was. Yes, it did. It uh, he dropped and, back in a three step drop and threw on a on a on a <laughs> on an out route from about yard five line, yards. Yeah, and he threw it out of the back of the end zone. <laughs> it's a lose lose for the Patriots too because it made Mac Jones look very good. Yes, and I don't know that his throws were perfect. I didn't even see any videos of Mac Jones. Throwing. It was in that same video. The alternating quarterback was Mac Jones. Like I, they they caught all of them. I just saw number fifty and thought it was Mike Vrabel throwing again. But from I the just, ten yard line, like. I could do that. I could complete a pass from the 10-yard line, run it in shorts. Wait, it was Ninkovich, wasn't it? It wasn't very well. What? It was 50 before. Oh, fuck, I don't know. I think it was Rob Nink- Ninkovich or whatever. Because he tweeted yeah. at it and was like, hey, that 50 looks good on you. Yeah. That'd be wild to see a quarterback worth. Also, Cam real. Newton came up with the cringiest fucking nickname for him I've ever heard no, of. I life. saw Mac and Cheese. Mac and Cheese. Mm-hmm. Now, is that a slight at his weight? I don't think Cam Newton's in the business of sliding anyone right now. Well, physically wise, he could because he's a freak. Well, he needs to just beat him up because he's not going to beat him out. Well, we have not ruled this out. We've talked about this. Yeah. There should be a circle where everyone just fist fights and the winner plays quarterback. And I think Mac Jones would win. I'm, I'm, <laughs> no. I mean, I was. Cam I'm, Newton would knock the I'm fuck okay out of Mac Jones. I'm okay with Cam Newton winning the fight and winning the starting job because the Patriots will stink. Cam Newton fucking stinks. I'm, I'm Cam Newton does full stink. on board. And with it's not Cam even Newton like stinking. he can just. Well, he can still run the ball really well. No. Nope, he can't do that well, either. He doesn't like get hit. He's complained every time he gets hit. Yeah. Which, I will I will come to his defense a little bit and say there have been some questionable hits on him that would have been, people would have been arrested. Oh, goddamn, I'm hungry. So if I... they had hit Tom <laughs> Tom Brady like that. Yes, but agreed. Um, I will not take away from the fact that he stinks. And so does Lamar. Yes. Uh, that throw in the ball. You know who doesn't stink? Hmm. Baby goat. Fuck you. <laughs> Anyway, other quarterback news and other stupid <laughs> fucking coach news. I don't the know. Jags have an open quarterback competition. Oh god! And I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and assume that Tim Tebow's in there. I was just gonna <laughs> say that because who the fuck else is? Gardner Minshew cut his mullet. I mean, I, I love, think he's trying to be more professional. I, <laughs> he's grown I, up before our eyes. I love Gardner Minshew, but you don't take Trevor Lawrence and have a quarterback competition. I think you could low-key start Minshew the first game. Nope. I don't think you can. That city would burn that fucking stadium down. True. Well, and you, we know how we know how Urban Meyer does with fucking criticism. What can we expect with Urban Meyer? He's, he's doing, doing he's doing wrestling commercials now where people are coming in there and slapping laptops on people's backs. He was commercial. He was on Friday night SmackDown. I don't understand. But what are they doing? He's just testing out his acting chops for when he gets fired next year for sucking. He can just be an actor. <laughs> I think I think his leash is very long. Oh, I'm sure it is. Yeah, I wouldn't. I would not be surprised if the Jaguar did something stupid like fucking a ten-year, hundred million-dollar contract for John Gruden. Yeah, and it turns out John Gruden stinks. Well, look at look, look at that. You throw money and fucking job security at people, and they don't give a shit. Doesn't matter how many spider two wide bananas you run. I take you that stink. back. I'm not gonna say John Gruden doesn't give a shit. Clearly, the man only cares about football. But to a to a actually a flaw. It, it, yeah, the Raiders. The Raiders stink. The Raiders just. Until Derek Carr is fucking out of town, they are just dead. Until Russell Wilson goes over there, they're dead. Yes. And then they'll be dead the last eight games. Andy Dalton may go over there. That is, You were right. That is QB1. <laughs> Nagy. Yeah, Nagy needs to stop fucking talking. Nagy. The Bears need... They, they bought themselves another 
run at this by drafting Justin Fields. Correct. They need to hire a commissioner for the Bears. And just when they talk to the media, it's just him. And it needs to be like The Rock or somebody who's just going to talk people in circles until they don't actually get an answer to the question and don't care. Speaking of that, you know how hyped that was? Remember that the Super Bowl with San Francisco and the Patriots? Or sorry, San Francisco and the Chiefs? Mm-hmm. When the Chiefs, uh, Chiefs won or whatever, the intro to that was so sick with The Rock. Yeah. Where he was just introducing all the players. That shit was Oh, if you want sick. somebody to get in front of a microphone and not give a shit about the question they asked, that's the guy. Like that. I don't like, know. was strong as fuck. Sick. I don't know. Sick. I need a... But yeah. <laughs> it's a hard K. It's a soft K I need. The, like, there's... Sick. Nagy at this point just has no idea what he said in the past. And I, he just goes with whatever he feels like. And doesn't care if he contradicts himself or not. No. And I think he might be onto something there with The Rock. It's not a terrible idea it's because not. he is just sticking his foot in his mouth over and fucking it, over again. It wouldn't surprise me when when Aaron Rodgers fires Gintagins if Gintagins goes to Chicago. Just that'd be a full. How fucking collapse. hilarious would that be? That would be the only win for Packers if the, if Aaron Rodgers is gone. Well, Aaron Rodgers is going to fire Gintagins. Gintagins over there. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. Speaking of Aaron Rodgers, I did see a thing today that said there was a sixty percent chance he's going to Denver. Really? Mm-hmm. Who put that out? Uh, was it Denver for- Fox no, Sports it One? Was like, it was at Total Sports page, who's usually oh, yeah, they're yeah, a little yeah. early, but they've they've been accurate more often than not. I do like that page. The Total Sports yeah. HQ or whatever the fuck. But yeah. then I saw from, I don't remember what the, what the fucking name of the radio station. It is the main radio station in Green Bay. Yeah. Said that they heard Aaron Rodgers renewed his country club membership in Green Bay. Really? So, I mean, and that's, I mean... I'm assuming if it's a country club that Aaron Rodgers is a member of, it's pretty expensive. Yeah. Now, granted, it's expensive to us, but I wouldn't think you would renew that unless you had a little bit of hope that you were going to be there. Because Green Bay is not somewhere like, oh, well, you know, I'm going to go somewhere else, but Green Bay is so nice that I'm I'm going to yeah, hang true. around. True. You don't fucking just stay in Green Bay for no reason. They could also just be blowing smoke. I'm also just giving a little tidbit for any Packers fans that are listening just to give you a little shred of hope because I know I would need it. That being said, I think he's probably still gone, and I hope it's Denver. I'm sorry. I'm not. I just said it last episode. I still agree with you that I think he might be. Part of me is just saying he ain't going nowhere. There's just been way too long that there's been no news. You saw the. And just for y'all that don't. It's not a. Nothing. Everything Aaron Rodgers does is calculated. Everything. For sure. And this man wore a shirt that said, I'm offended. During yeah. his last interview. <laughs> yeah. And there is no fucking chance that is not addressing what Murphy said. Yes. Talking about he's a complicated fella. And then he wears a, a shirt that says which, I'm offended. Which is funny because I think like people. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is a fucking legend. I'm not going to say that they're blowing it out of proportion because that's not something you say. That's not something Mark Murphy should say. Like he's. I don't think he's dumb enough to know. You should be on all fours looking done. for Aaron Rodgers dick is what you should be doing. <laughs> I mean there's just no other. There, that's all you should be doing Murphy. But I also don't think that Aaron Rodgers would argue <laughs> that he's a complicated guy. He is. Like he's very fucking smart. He's got also a smart ass. Right. He and and that's the other thing. Like Dane Orshlovsky said <laughs> he, he was said normally like he says some out there shit. Yeah. But he was like, You're telling me that the guy that was overlooked in high school didn't have a lot of offers, the guy that went to junior college, then was overlooked at Cal, then slid down the draft board. You're telling me he's hard to get along with because he has a chip on his shoulder? What the fuck do you expect? And then, by the way, has turned his career into a Hall of Fame career? Yeah, I'd be a little fucking, I'd have a pretty good chip on my shoulder. Not a fucking Baker Mayfield chip that he just likes to keep saying he has because he stinks. A real one. Like, I've get, at every turn, you guys have doubted me, at every turn I've gotten better. What the fuck do you expect? Quick side note. 
no, well, let me finish that thought train of thought before I forget what I was going to say. Um, part of me feels like Aaron Rodgers wouldn't be playing these games with the Green Bay front office, such as wearing a shirt like that. If no, he, he wasn't was, just trying to be like, hey, just, he, he would just come out and say he's gone. Yeah. Like, I think he's just like, he just wants fucking Gint against gone. I think is all right. it is. And I think that's all it's going to take. So many people perceive him to be just a complete dickhead anyway, that it would not be worth his time to care about that and just say, you know what? This is bullshit. I'm out of yeah. here. Get me anywhere else. I don't have a list. Just send me wherever you want me to go. Yeah. So He's playing these games for a reason. He just wants Gunt against gone. I do believe he wants to come back and finish career in Green Bay. He said it multiple times. And I don't think this... He's 37. I say all of a sudden. This isn't all of a sudden. This is a bunch of shit just boiling over. But I don't think anything that's happened here in the last few months have changed his mind about wanting to finish his career in Green Bay. Something just hit me. What? What if the Colts trade walk to him, Wentz to him for Aaron Rodgers? The Colts are invested in fucking Carson Wentz. And and to be fair, like, I I don't think he's going to be... I think he'll be okay. I think think Carson Wentz will be pretty good in, in... Indianapolis. I think we'll find out immediately, though. Top 15 statistically, like, I'd say. Whatever he looks like in the first few weeks is what he's going to be. He's not going to get drastically better throughout the year, I don't think. He also like, he and, seems like a smart enough guy. to. He has had plenty of time to get a hold of the offense. He has a full camp and everything. I think it'll be fine. I think so, too. Yeah, if he can stay healthy. Um, Which, with that line, he should be able to. With that being said, Aaron Rodgers is gone or not gone. We don't fucking know. No one knows. It's just... Knows. My heart's telling me he don't want to go, but also at the same time, I know he wants to stick it to him. Uh, but getting, getting to I know he out, doesn't want to go, but I, I know he wants to win. Right. And I think he's kind of. I just don't see him being thirty-seven and want to bounce. He would have, like you said, he would have just said, "Get just go, just get me out, I'm out." Uh, and and I don't, I don't remember who said it. One of the shows I listened to did make a good point. It was like if you if you step back and look at it, the order of things and the people that were there, like obviously there was better people they could have taken. With their first pick. Right. But their their areas of need were corner, line, and receiver. And they drafted all three of those. Just not in the order that everybody wanted them to. Right. And their receiver that they drafted late, I do like a lot. Yeah. So, it's just hard to stomach when you take a corner, especially when people consider the one you reached for. But he did have a pick six against Jordan Love, which pa- may not mean much. The past few weeks, I've been teetering back and forth between he's gone, he's not gone, he's gone, he's not gone. I think... The past week, I've sort of. I just think he's. I think he's staying. I think. I think Packers fans can chill. Yes, he's. He's. Oh, I don't think Packers fans can chill. Your front office is a disaster. It is a disaster. But as long as you have Aaron Rodgers there, you're you're either fucked now or you're fucked in four years. Yes, you're fucked. Correct. Sorry, that's true. But I, I, as as for the Aaron Rodgers front, I I just don't. I think. I think he's staying put. The other thing, I do think Gintigins will be gone. If he comes back, he has to be because if you look at if he stays there for. Two, three, four more years, you've taken Deshaun Kaiser and Jordan Love, and neither one of them played a snap. Well, I mean, Deshaun Kaiser played a snap. I'm sorry. He stunk. He stunk. But you took them both early enough that it was like, all right, this is the next guy. Yeah. And then the guy. But Deshaun uh, just, Kaiser didn't even stink. He just, just he kept, flat out sucked. Just kept fucking being awesome. And yes. you just wasted both those picks. Like both of those picks, if you could go back, and again, hindsight being 2020, mm-hmm. both those times you took a quarterback and look at the people who were taking receivers that were taken after them, I guarantee you there are several very good receivers oh, for that sure. are in the NFL. For sure. You can do that for every season. Ridiculous. Yeah, but their they're situation is under a magnifying glass all the time because they just refuse to draft an offensive player in the first round. What do you mean? They, they well, go and get Tavon Austin for Besides the quarterback. Tavon Austin won enough? Mm, nope. Tavon Austin's not been good enough for any team he's been a part of except immediately the Rams, and then they figured out he's a gadget guy. Yep. You can't draft gadget guys. 
Well, Colin seems to still call Tyler Lockett a gadget guy, but he leads. You know what? I take it back. Tyler Lockett was a gadget guy. Was. Except he was also voted the best receiver in college. Right. So, but it, if he's a gadget guy. this is a situation where what he did in college was not conducive for the NFL. Tyree Kill was a gadget until guy. Until he got to the NFL and was like, hey, I need to do something different. Right. Like, them having some self-awareness, along with the coaching staff being like, hey, this shit isn't going to work in here. But with what you can do, how about we try this? And it works. Yeah. So it's a little bit of both ways. But Davon Austin was never on a team that could figure that out, and he clearly did not figure that out for himself. And surprisingly, he's had a pretty long career for having no yeah. success. Yeah. On some pretty good teams. They just It's almost like each offseason, his agent or whatever just comes in on the front office of a team, and he's like, hey. And he opens up his laptop, clicks it open, slides it his way. Press play. He presses play, and it's West Virginia highlights. Yep. And he watches it, and he's like, oh, fuck, who, who is this? that? I have him here. You can sign him. Who is it? Don't ask. Just, just do you want him or not? You see what he's You're telling me you don't want that guy on your team? Look at that athleticism. Okay, we'll sign him again. All right, bring him in. Yeah. Who is it? And then he oh, shows up and like, we got this, it's Tavon this Austin. fucking guy hoodwinked oh, us my. again. We've been bamboozled again. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's getting to with Tavon Austin. But I don't know what to think with Aaron Rodgers. But Slight, very minor news. Uh-oh. The Jaguars did sign uh, Laquan Treadwell. He stinks. Yeah, which is weird, though, because in college, freak, he was very good. Like, I don't, I don't mind the Jaguars taking a flyer on that's, him. Only that's a dude. They that, don't have, they don't have exactly have a stacked receiving core. That's a dude that tore his Achilles in college, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was a freak. Old Miss. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we played them. I remember. Yeah, I remember fourth and twenty-five. Trust me, all us woo pigs out here remember fourth and twenty-five. <laughs> yeah, that's about if you all don't I got go look it up on the 25. NFL, Arkansas, Ole Miss. Yes. Fantastic stuff. Let's, that's all the NFL front we got? We, yeah, that's all I got. Um, did I have any? Nope. <sighs> Other NFL talk. Nope. We got enough NBA that we probably need oh, to go to Oh, we anyway. got plenty of the NBA talk. And now we got an interview with Washington Wizards center, former Woo Pig, of course, Daniel Gafford. Here it is. Enjoy. So we're on the day here, slightly biased, of course, coming at y'all today with Daniel Gafford today. How you doing, man? Doing good. How are you guys doing? Not too bad, man. Appreciate you coming on. Doing well. No it, of course. Oh, all right. This is, this is this is pretty cool. This is our first uh, active professional Arkansas player we've talked to. So we've talked to a few guys that went into the NFL and, and since been out. But talking to somebody who's actively in the NBA is pretty cool. Definitely. Yeah, I would say, man, it's, it's you know, just been a real blessing for me these past two years. I've learned a lot, and uh, I would say been through a lot, but at the same time, I haven't. <laughs> you yeah. know, just really just taking it one day at a time. So, I mean, you know, the grind is always the grind. You know, it's my it's my job day in, day out. You know, it's the offseason now, so it's a lot of things that I'm doing better um, when it comes to, you know, working on my craft and stuff off the floor, certain things like that. So, you know, I'm just taking it one day at a time, so. Just being patient with a lot of stuff. But, yeah, man, I really do appreciate you guys having me on. You know, I'm honored. Of course, man. Yeah, I, I think it's safe to say you could say you've been through a lot. I mean, you went yeah. from Arkansas, drafted by the Bulls, to Washington, to the playoffs. I mean, that's a pretty – that's a pretty – that's quite a bit there. And for somebody, you know, 22, all in a short time period. Yeah. Pretty quick. Not only yeah. the playoffs, but becoming like – starting to become that dude now, Gavin. I ain't going to lie to you. Starting to become that dude. During the playoffs, I mean, your minutes just started 
skyrocketing before you knew it. Like, hey, I'm looking at dunk after dunk on top of heads and heads. Yeah, man, just, just come out of work. You know, when I came to Washington, when they, um, when they had traded me here to Washington, the coach was like, you know, just do what you do. Come out and do your job, you know. You know, you have the freedom to do what you want, I would say. But other than that, you know, I just came out and I just played ball. You know, I got a love for the game. and It's, it's not going to run dry anytime soon. So just coming out and being able to have the chance to play and being on the floor with guys like Russell, or being on the floor with guys like Bradley Beal, certain things like that, it's, it's really like, you know, a big eye-opener for me because, I mean, I'm around greatness and I'm trying to be great as well. So, I mean, yeah. I can take a lot in from those guys. So I just took it one day at a time, came to Washington, I did what I had to do. So you, Love you, get, you get drafted by the Bulls. I mean, that's that's the ultimate goal, I imagine, to get drafted to play in the NBA. And it's and I don't know how much time you had to really take it in and for it to hit you that like, you know, holy shit, I'm I'm playing in the NBA. And then there you go to Washington. What was that like? Um, with the playing in the NBA part, you know, it kind of hit me early, but you know, as I'm going through it, it still hits me, you know. <laughs> I'm in this position. I would have never thought I would have been in this position. You know, there's been scenarios where I felt like that I wasn't going to make it when it came to just like everyday life or some things like that. But, you know, just having that mental capacity to stay locked in and be able to just, you know, adjust when adversity hits, you know, it can show a lot of character and whatnot. It can show, you know, yeah. how much you're willing to work to, to be able to do the things that you love, certain things like that. So just basically locking in when I got traded to Washington, I mean, it was a new start for me. Because, you know, I did things I did in Chicago. And, I mean, everything didn't work out the way I wanted it to. Because I felt like I took a lot of stuff for granted over there in Chicago. I wasn't – I didn't feel like I was working the way I needed to. I didn't feel like I was coming in the gym with the mindset of, like, okay, you know, just have that stay-ready mindset. But then, you know, I had another opportunity when they sent me to Washington. And I came in. I was like, this is my chance to be able to, you know, play on the big stage, you know, make that push for the playoffs certain things like that. So I came over here and I, um, you know, was in the position to just, you know, be of help to another team that was trying to make another playoff run. You know, Chicago was doing the same thing, trying to make a playoff run. And I came to Washington, we did the same thing over here. Such a good-ass mentality yeah. to have. It really is. Yeah, and you, and you mentioned those guys like Westbrook, Bradley Beal. All you the guys know we got to ask team. about them dudes now. Is it <laughs> – so is it is, – is, is Russ as intense in like day-to-day -day as he looks all the time? Uh, Russ is a competitor on the floor for sure. You know, he's a great guy off the court. You know, I would say he has that, he has that narrative around him because of just how, you know, how much he loves the game of basketball and how much, you know, how hard he plays and how competitive he is and how intense he is. You know, some, I would say some guys don't know how to react to that. You know, for me, you know, I've been the same all my life, you know, just coming out, having high energy and just playing ball and just being around a guy like that. It teaches me a lot because, it teaches you, instead of, like, being coachable, it teaches you how to be, like, a good teammate when you have a teammate like that on the floor, being intense, you know, you know, everywhere, energy is high, nonstop throughout the game from the first tip front to the last buzzer, you know. So you just have to basically just come out and play to that certain level and be able to play right beside him. Because if you don't, you know what I'm saying, he's either going to get on your ass or the coach is going to get on your ass, he's going to be on the bench. <laughs> so. Yeah, he's one of those dudes where it's like, you know, you're, you're right. You got that those narratives and all that, not all the, all the stuff like that. But there's one thing no one can ever, 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 ever say or take away from Russ, and it's that dude is 100 miles an hour, 100 percent effort, first second to last second. That dude will not give up, and and you got to yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean that's the type of player he's been ever since he's got into the league. You know, just watching him 
all over the years and certain things like that and like how much he's kind of like inspired me of just having high energy that's the way you can change the game some guys can be able to change the game like that have a high high intense you know high energy type deal be the guy that comes in and change the game you know momentum wise certain things like that so i just you know come out and you know i do all my yelling i do all my dunking and certain things like that i do any i do i try to do everything you know do everything that brings energy to the team, brings energy to the crowd, because we feed off that, you know. Plays oh, yeah. on the floor, you block a shot, go down and score, you know. I might not score, I might block a shot, get us a layup on the other end. Certain I, was things just, like that. I was just about to say, don't pretend we ain't seeing you over there swatting that stuff. Stop. You <laughs> so ain't just dunking. <laughs> There's just certain things like that, for sure. You know, just coming out and just having love for the game and playing for something, playing for that, you know, that thing at the end of the season, you know, after the postseason, for sure. It's just that thing, for sure, just – going out, playing every night, trying to get to that last thing, you know, that last interview, you know, the finals and getting that trophy and partying in the locker room and certain things like that. That's what we're playing for. We want to play for our rings. We want to play for identity. We want to play for your team. Certain certain things in that area, yeah. Oh, yeah. So so with, your, with the whole team kind of taking in that whole high energy, you know, 100% all the time thing that – you talked about it kind of rubbing people the wrong way, certain people. I'm sure it gets certain other teams, certain other players going. So with, with having that energy all the time and, and maybe getting under people's skin, what's the, what's the best shit talker you've That was my next question. So far in the league, like who's who talks the best trash? Who talks that good talk? <laughs> um, shit, I hadn't really like came across like <laughs> anybody who's talked shit, but in my opinion, I would say Joel Embiid is by far the best. <laughs> No, like that's, that, that would have been no my hesitation. Like he'll score. You won't even be guarding him, but like if he scores <laughs> on you, you'll hit a three or anything like that. He's just gonna use that and uh, turn to the crowd. And he's gonna turn it against you for sure. He doesn't even have to talk shit. It's just his body language. It's how he gets the crowd. <laughs> the way he just looks so, at you. Yeah, and then even after that, if he if he decides to talk shit, that's when he gets up in your face or certain thing like that. But me, I don't really just, like, let shit talk and get to me. I would say I talk shit with my game. Unless, you know, somebody pissing me off, that's when I'm going to talk shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, so I just go out and play. And the crazy thing is, before I, before I even got traded, we had played the Wizards in Chicago. Mm-hmm. You know, I was talking shit to Brad. <laughs> <laughs> so so was, that was, you have that, that conversation when you, get it, when you get there? Did that get addressed? Yeah. Yeah, that day was that that game was for sure like by far, you know, the funniest because it was just like, you know, yeah. And it's crazy. I hit like my, my first jump shot in the league against the Wizards now with the Wizards. So Brad was like behind me. I hit the jump shot. He's like, hell no, hell no. So I made it. I'm like, hell yeah, hell yeah. And I come down. I think they score. We going to the end. I get fouled. And I was just talking shit to Brad. I ain't never talked, <laughs> I ain't never talked shit to anybody in my life besides um the time me and Drummond had uh went at each other. I had scored, and they said I had taunted and stuff. He threw the ball at my head, but that was the only time I saw Was he in Detroit then? Uh, besides Brad, was that? Was he in Detroit then? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I'm about to say, I, I couldn't remember if you got to play the Lakers or not. Did you play the Lakers? Uh, Yeah, we did. We played them. I played them in Chicago when um, AD had just got back, I think, from injury, I believe. Mm-hmm. And we played them in Washington when AD had got back from injury, and then LeBron was out that game. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> I'd ask so much shit about Bron. <laughs> Bron's my dude. That's my that's my goat. That's my number one. And I get ridiculed every single second for it. But Bron, Bron's that dude for don't me. I don't care. <laughs> he just is. So we we can't have you on here and not talk about Arkansas. Oh, of course. Right. Okay. Let's get it. <laughs> so 
I got to know, like, what, what is the rivalry when you were there, everything you heard about for Arkansas? Like, what, what's the game? Everybody circles on the calendar. I know you got to take every game one game at a time, but, like, there's always that one that feels a little bit different. From a player perspective, what was the rivalry? The best, the most fun, intense game to play or whatever? Um, It's always Kentucky for me. Everybody wants to come see, you know, Kentucky play the Razorbacks. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, back in the day, you know, you got the Mike Qualls dunk when they beat Kentucky. Oh, um, yeah. Got that dunk. I, I, mean, was, I was holding a, my baby. He was asleep, and I was trying so hard to be quiet. We were in and Fort Campbell. No hope. We were in Fort Campbell then, and I'm standing in my living room. Everybody's asleep upstairs. I'm on my phone talking to him, and the dunk happens, and we're like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's crazy because – um. Up in Chicago, Mike is up in Chicago and stuff, and he always worked out with me and certain things like that. So I asked him about the dunk. He was just like, man, one of the best plays ever, you know? For just, sure. You know, just having all that energy and stuff when it comes to just playing Kentucky, I just feel like it's always a rivalry. You know, when we go to Rupp, we play there. And when we come back to Bud to play there, whenever we come back to Bud to play Kentucky, it's always a packed house. So I always feel like it's a rivalry in general. Because, I mean, like last year, I think, uh, got a pair, he got kicked out of the game. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, he did. <laughs> and they went nuts, and it was like a limited crowd in there. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, uh, Kentucky, I feel like is that rivalry. It might be other people. I would say probably Missouri too. There's I, okay. I would say I don't know. It's iffy on that one, but I mean the rivalries. They can't I mean, yeah, stop it. Yeah, any team, <laughs> any team that any team that came in bud, you know, it always felt like a rivalry because you know everybody was there to see the hogs just go crazy. And it was always just like a crazy experience. You know, we dunking, we shooting threes, getting the crowd into it, whoopee, suey. Hell yeah. Yeah, the energy was just unmatched, you know? And it's always just gonna be, you know, just Bud Walton Arena, one crazy ass place. <laughs> who, was, uh, who was your favorite, you know, it's not to ridicule nobody or say nothing down on nobody. Who was your favorite teammate when you were at Arkansas? Favorite team? I really didn't, I really wouldn't say I had favorites. Really? Know? Yeah, I, I was like, I tried to be acquainted with all the guys equally, you know. I was just, I was the guy that always, you know, come in, practice, go play, go back to my room, play my game. You're all there, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So just whenever I was out and about and I was around the team and stuff, I was always just trying to be acquainted with everybody equally. I never picked favorites. But I would say my freshman year, um, Gabe Osaboyan, he was my guy. Yeah, he was like, you know, we was like road dogs. We went everywhere together. We like went to parties together. You know, we went out to eat together and certain things like that. So all the guys that kind of, I would say, came in with me, like, you know, Gabe, Khalil Garland, Darius Hall. Um, I think Jalen Harris, he was he was um, there my freshman year, but he had redshirted that year. Mm -hmm. So just all those guys, we had like our own little group, you know, I would say. You know, it was every now and then that I would be, you know, with them. Because I was an introverted guy. You know, I stayed yeah. in my room, like I said, playing my game. But whenever I went out, you know, we either went out to eat, we either went to a party, certain things like that. And just you know, build build like that, uh, build like that relationship between all of us, certain things like that. So I never really had a favorite. In my okay. opinion. So you're talking about how how crazy impact what Bud Bolton is like. You know, here there's no pro team, so the Razorbacks are the pro team. So yeah, exactly. I, I was curious, how does that how does that environment for like a packed Bud Bolton compare to an NBA arena like when everybody's going crazy? It's obviously a bigger stage, but. To us here, like from sitting in Bud Walton, it's yeah. hard to imagine that anything just blows it away. Well, you right. also screw with all the COVID stuff in the NBA. <laughs> like, hell, you ain't had to have a packed house yet. Yeah, I'm about to say, I think the first, I would say, close to packed house I seen was when we had went to Philly for the first time. And, you know, it was a playoff game, 
whole arena was packed. I was like, damn, it felt like I'm it's like my first day here. Yeah. <laughs> it's like shit, it felt like it's a normal just playing without fans. And then when the fans came back, it just felt so different. But I would say, in my opinion, nothing compares to Bud Walton. Bud Walton is in his own category. That is a correct answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> category. I would say nothing could compare to it. You know, you got NBA arenas that get loud and everything like that. Nobody, I wouldn't say no arena is gonna get loud how Bud Walton gets loud, in my opinion, for sure. Bud Walton, it was a different type of energy when you were in there, especially if like it was like a power play. You know, you get a block or you get a dunk. Then oh, they call yeah. the other team oh, calls yeah. the timeout. Do you get the whoop pick suey? Yeah. <laughs> you get the whoop pick suey. We, we went to a, a <laughs> Florida game this year, and there was like, I don't know, between 1,000, 2,000 people. And they were towards the end, man. It got loud. And there was empty seats everywhere, but it didn't feel yeah. like the game got going. Yeah, you can have you can have all types of empty seats around, but Walton, but it's not gonna stop people from getting rowdy in there. Hell sure. no. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm excited with the way that they're going right now. I, coming off of last year, going back to 100% capacity is gonna be nuts in there. And must bust yeah. is that dude, you know that. Oh yeah, most deaf. I had them going like in my mind, they were going all the way. I, I had them winning it. Thought they were gonna come out of the uh, what was it, the Elite Eight, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, I thought they were gonna come out. I thought they were gonna come out with the tails on fire and just come out and just take everybody on. Man, we, had to, meet, we had to meet the news. The world. It was them against the world, man. They were really counting them out because of just the fact of just like I would say some people were thinking about like the lack of size that they had, but shit, they didn't let that they didn't let that phase them. And they came out and played hard every night, you know, just watching the highlights. There were some games I got to watch, you know, and they just talking shit to the people that was always in the training room and stuff. I'm like, yeah, we going, we going all the way this year. Stop playing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Hey, who is the most, another quick question. Who's the most, like the most intense dude in practices? Oh, in Washington. Yeah. Oh, see, well, it's crazy. It's weird because we had to sacrifice a lot of practice time. Oh, we never really, true. we never really like had practices. It was just like, you know, we go in and watch film back to the house pretty much. Okay. It. But I would say, the most intense guy I would I would say that was in practice in Chicago. It, I, we was all pretty much equal there. I don't think every everybody was intense there because I mean you know practice you know going at each other you know you you're gonna be talking shit you know, oh, yeah. going at each other yada yada this yada yada that. So I don't I don't know I don't know about Chicago. I can't really put my finger on who was the most intense one in the. Zach practice. Levine's becoming that dude, isn't he? Oh yeah, for sure. Ooh. Zach is yeah. Zach is Zach. He's a bucket for Ooh. sure. <laughs> Sheesh. Man, that, that that dunk contest with him and Aaron Gordon going back and forth was the was the one that I think started all these, you know, lesser known guys getting into the dunk contest because you had all the big stars. And then when that kind of fell off, those two yeah. guys came in and kind of resurrected the dunk contest. Man, that was cool. Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. You know, um, sooner or later, I'm going to try to get in one. Yes. Know, if I can win one. Exactly. You know, I might try like once or twice, but if I lose, those three, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I got a third one in <laughs> Favorite favorite party spot in Arkansas? Say again. Favorite party spot in Arkansas when you was here. What was your favorite place you go to for just just turning up? I can't. Oh, my most favorite one. It was the um. It was one of the frats that me and Gabe used to always go to. <laughs> it was um Phi Delta. We always went there. And it was like, you know, we always went there, guys, treating us like, you know, like, oh, Daniel, gay, guys, come in. Do whatever you want, bro. Do whatever you want. Get whatever you want. Drink whatever you want. Cool. You know what I'm saying? I like this. You know, I'm not going to do whatever I want because I'm in trouble. You know, <laughs> can't do whatever you want. But just, yeah, for sure. If I know they had some nice parties. 
Um, but um, I would say it was a lot more. I just can't remember the name right now. Dick being on Dixon for sure. That was always just you know a oh, great yeah. experience for me. You know, just walking around, seeing everybody. You know, it was just lit. Yeah, <laughs> the pictures, the pictures from uh, from Dixon when they were making the run in the tournament had those big screens outside on the wall, people standing in the street watching the game. It was mm-hmm. crazy. That that yeah, was around the time where you know that that Arkansas fan in the back of your mind, you're like, oh man, I got a bad feeling. And it got to the point in that run in the tournament where it was like. We're gonna we're gonna fuck. We're gonna win I've the never whole had thing. a bad feeling. Like, yeah, we're gonna I, win the whole fucking team. Yeah. <laughs> Little did we know what Baylor was gonna be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn it. So last thing I got for you, man. Like with the way the basketball team is going right now, from a from a player's perspective that that went through the process of, of coming to Arkansas, like what would be your your pitch to to tell people like why why should they come to Arkansas? Bud Wall Arena. <laughs> Easy enough, <laughs> man. The fact is, just you know, it's it's a different type of love here. You know, like you said, we don't have a pro team there. Um, so just coming up there, you're basically a pro, especially at Arkansas. In any in anybody's eyes in Arkansas, like you're either coming up there to play, whether you're coming up there to play basketball, football, soccer, track, whatever, any type of sport in our in like the state of Arkansas. When you're coming up to Fayetteville, you're going to be loved for sure. You know, people like, oh, you know, you know, don't go to Arkansas. Yeah, this, don't do that, don't do that. Like, come on, man. <laughs> Woo pig. Woo pig, exactly. <laughs> it's the Razorbacks. You right. know, we, we it doesn't went. matter. It doesn't matter all the slander that they say about us, anything like that, about the fans, anything. Just, you know, come up here. The experience is going to be great. I promise. You know, from the, from like the school part of it to the athletics part of it, you know, you get treated like <laughs> you get treated like separate from everybody else. You know, my thing when I came up, I never wanted to be treated like you know I was higher than anybody, but it just happened. So you know, sometimes you well, it to- turned out you were a lot better than most. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you had to accept it, but like one thing about it, you know, everybody there is together. No matter if like you're doing bad with the sport, anything like that, everybody there is together. Everybody's gonna always come up and root you on. There's gonna be some fans that say, "Yeah, I'm behind Arkansas, no matter what." Some fans are gonna be like, "Ah, oh, shit, they're losing. I'm out of here." You know, doesn't it doesn't matter. But at the end of the day, it's Arkansas. You know, Bud Walton Arena. Um, the football stadium, you know, it, the energy there is different from any place I would say else. You know, that's just my opinion. And if anybody else got something to say about that, I apologize, but that's just the way I like it. <laughs> and we were at the the baseball game against Nebraska on Monday night when they hit the big home run and they started calling the hogs and the umpire that was standing at third base, like when middle of calling the hogs, he was looking around, like kind of taking it in. He was like, All right, all right, it's pretty yeah. like, energy's not matched. You know, it feel like Eric, you got Musselman like, behind home home plate. Eric Musselman back there calling him. Man, the Musselman. <laughs> right, yeah, it's different because you know it's like we're one big happy family as a state, and especially like if we go down to like say like we go down to Little Rock play back play that basketball game down in Little Rock that one game, everybody mm-hmm. comes in, one big happy family. You know, and I mean if you if anybody's you know having the intentions of going to Arkansas, the decision you're not going to regret. I promise. You know, now anything after that decision that you regret, that's not on me. Nope. <laughs> nope. You're on your own after that. Give them that sucker. And right, we got one last thing. Hopefully you accept. We want, we want to send you a, uh, a slightly biased hat. If you okay. wouldn't mind, we'd send that to you if you'd rock it. Most of. It's pretty tight. I think you'll like it. We just, we just Colors are nice. 
Yeah, for sure. I'll rock it for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to send you that. You, you represent that up there for us. And cool. Over- I got you. All right, man. Well, we appreciate everything, man. Thanks for giving sure. us this opportunity. No Thank you guys for having me on. Y'all have a good one. All right. Hey, get your time zone straight. <laughs> I got you, bro. I'm, I'm, working on it. I'm still adjusting. <laughs> All right, man. Thank you again. All right. I'll see you, bro. Uh-huh. We hope you all enjoyed that episode. Huge shout out to Daniel Gavin for giving us that opportunity. And now, back to the episode. Now, are the Sixers dead? Oh, man. It seems like my Hawks and <laughs> Six prediction was right. <laughs> They were up by 30 fucking points. I turned the fucking TV <laughs> off. So mad that both of us were wrong about our take. Pissed off. And I was like, okay, I'm done with it. Done. I'm going to read a... F- I even read a fucking book to calm myself down. <laughs> and then I went to bed and my phone goes to do not disturb whenever I go to sleep. So I didn't get any texts. I wake up, unlock my shit, have like 12 text messages. I look over, I'm like, what is he talking about? <laughs> Trey, what? I go to instantly to ESPN. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I missed a 30 point fucking comeback. The Hawks outscored the Sixers in the fourth quarter, 40 to 19. <laughs> they put up 40 points in the fourth quarter. <laughs> Embiid and Seth Curry were the only two people to score in the entire fourth quarter for the Sixers. The problem was, is Embiid did have 37 points. Trey Young had 39. Are you starting to realize Embiid's pretty goddamn nope. good? Nope. Embiid, now Embiid is the problem, but isn't the problem. And I think how many times... Embiid is Roethlisberger. Listen, I think how many times that he told you, trust the process, you finally got pissed off and just immediately hated him. No, well, no. It doesn't matter how good he does. The the trust the process thing, as vocal as he's been... Hell, we watched him at Kansas back in college. And the whole trust the process thing, he is clearly the best player on that team. Yes. Therefore, you are the process. And you can't carry the team. Now... You're not one of those guys. I do have to Trey find, Young, one of those guys. That's funny. The, the first click picture I click on in my camera gallery here is exactly what I want to bring up. Uh, it's almost like you're prepared. It was that completely accidental. <laughs> I may have been wrong about Doc Rivers. Yeah. I think he might stink. <laughs> I have always thought Doc Rivers was one of the prestigious big dog coaches. The squeaky table. The, well... You see, when you put the legs on backwards. <laughs> <laughs> who put I it together? Ha- I don't know who did it. <laughs> Must, I don't know. Fucking Ikea is not very good. It's not. I'm not. No. Ikea fucked me. I did it. I put the damn legs on the inside of the fucking table. <laughs> which, funny enough, is the only way we can get these arms to our microphone mounted is because they are backwards. So, I, it's almost like I did it in, on purpose in it, you know. But, uh, Doc Rivers. Ikea, y'all suck. Um, Doc Rivers, boy, has he blown some leads in his time. Yeah. Would you like to hear them? Sure. Okay. Uh, 26 with the Sixers that we witnessed. Mm -hmm. We say 30 just to put some emphasis on it. Right. 2020 Clippers, 21 point lead. 2020 Clippers again, 19 point lead. Uh, yikes. 2020 Clippers, 16 point lead. He has one, two, three, four, five. Five of the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Largest blown leads in the last two years. Now. He has five of the eight. That's not good. But these are in the playoffs. These are playoffs. So you're you're playing against a quality opponent 
For sure. In the majority of these games. And like last night, I'm not saying you can't say he didn't blow it because they scored 19 points in the fourth yeah, quarter. They fucking blew it. But you also cannot outcoach them scoring 40 points in the fourth quarter. Like they got fucking red hot. Yeah. Nate McMillan that, is and I'm not looking looking very good. Point. Also, we were very, very right, which I mean, it's not really a hot take. Everybody knows at this point. Embiid had 25 points and 10 rebounds at halftime. Mm. I turned it off, figured he's in that 50 point game. I ain't fucking watching it, but I do like Embiid sometimes. I turned it off. It's it's wrap. See ya. I when I opened my ESPN the next morning, I saw he had 37. Right. He scored 12 the whole second <laughs> half, which ironically is the amount of shots that he missed in the second half of the last game. He, he was 0 for 12 the game before that in the second half. Yes. Um. They're playing him way too much. He is. Out of shape. <laughs> yeah. He's out of shape. Yes. He plays like a fat boy. He you, plays, oh my God, Jokic Jokic has more energy in the fourth quarter than Embiid does. You know why? Because he, he, doesn't, he doesn't exude energy anywhere else. Jokic doesn't move. He, his face doesn't move. He shovels down the court, gets to his spot, does damage. That's I'm, it. I'm beginning to like Jokic, though. I don't dislike him. He's just boring. He's boring, but... He's like Mike Trout. Dude, that shot is so sick. That shit almost hit the fucking rafters. Yeah. And I just mean, swish. Like Mike Trout. Like, the reason Mike Trout is not the most beloved person in baseball is because he's boring. He's boring. He's very good, very boring. Yes. But Embiid bangs. Embiid's having... And the problem is he starts getting super... Okay. Also, he should probably win... I don't know what the fuck it is when actors win awards. What's that called? Is it a Grammy, an Emmy? What is it? I think it depends on the platform. Oh, um, I was talking about the acting job that Grammy he pulled singer. off. Oh. Oscar. Oscar. That's the one. Is that for directing? Sure. I don't fucking know. We don't know our film. <laughs> I think you can win it from both. Um, did you see the flop job he pulled off? Yeah. Did you see where he didn't get called for a flagrant for slapping? Did you see Trey Young, Trey Young shooting free throws with a fucking handprint across his whole face? His whole forehead was beat red. Didn't even review it. Nothing. We're going to review the Jokic call and kick him out. They also reviewed the Embiid flop where Capella just pushed his hand, mm. and he threw his body on the ground. Right. And they reviewed it, and it was a flagrant. You know what? Ball don't lie. Ball don't lie. However, he did make the free throw, so the ball no, did I'm lie. No, I'm talking about them not Winning. cutting Trey Young a break and Trey Young Having to putting give them it on their mamas. Yes. I'm ice training right now, boys. I, I mean, like now, I said. Now, listen, he did not do great. Like I said, it's going to be Hawks and Six. We're going to find out tonight. We are. Hawks are going to end it tonight. I am fucking juiced for that shit. I also don't know exactly how the Clippers beat the Jazz. With no... With no Kawhi. Because <laughs> Playoff P showed up. Boy, we ought to probably start thinking about giving Playoff P some flowers. No. you No. No, no. You can't give yourself that nickname and 75% of the time not live up to it. Fair. That's fair. But do I do by I suspect, God, this do I suspect the playoff P's gonna show up twice in a row? No. No, no, no. No, they're gonna lose tonight. Now I haven't seen if Mike Conley's playing yet. I don't know. That's Arkansas born. I think they're gonna lose tonight. If Mike Conley plays, they win. I'll tell you that right now. Well, you no. You can't say that because I'll tell you right now that I'm telling you. Because Mike Conley may be a factor, but if Paul George gets shoots fucking four for twenty six, it don't matter if Mike Conley plays or not. I only think it does because they they can really and Conley's super inconsistent with a jump shot, but you can't give the attention to Mitchell that you need to. And also, Gobert might be the most least respected <laughs> three time defensive player of the year ever in the history of basketball. 
Yeah, that right. dude is not good at anything. He's good at spreading COVID. <laughs> he is good at that. God, I mean, <laughs> I don't want to get off on it again, but it, you could not have a worse <laughs> look. You were such a fucking dickhead. Just clear, walk off and the microphones, come back, and just rub all over everything. And then the next night, you get somebody over the PA system in the middle of the game. Everybody get the fuck out of Evacuate the Evacuate the fucking don't, premises. Don't panic. Run now. Get out. Don't run too fast, but run. And then it came out. There's COVID in the arena. Everybody's checking their phone on the way home. It's like, oh, Rudy Gobert, the guy that finger-fucked the microphones, he's got <laughs> COVID. Bad. Cousin COVID paid a visit, and this dipshit put him all over everywhere. God. But yes, Gobert is fucking awful. He's so bad. He's so he's, he's, so historically terrible. He's in the way. He is just big for no reason. Yes. Shaq, oh my God. Could you imagine Shaq just bullying this motherfucker, <laughs> and he's the defensive player of the year? Shaq would eat this motherfucker for breakfast, lunch, mm-hmm. and dinner. I think you could say that for pretty much everybody with Shaq. Yeah, yeah, you could. But there's a lot better. <laughs> I mean, you there know, was a lot more aggressive people I down there when five, he did it to them. Being, yeah, I could give you five other players in the league right now who play center that I respect more than Rudy Gobert, and he's a three-time defensive player of the year. Yeah, and one of them's Daniel Gafford would be. Yeah, well on his way. Um. Rudy Gobert stinks. He's awful. He's useless, and y'all paid him so much money. But I guess you can tell people he's defense player of the year. There you go. Take your first seat ass fucking home. Because if y'all don't do something to fucking night, you're done. And you're going to let the Kawhi list, who apparently they're saying may have tore his ACL. Oh, I thought he did tear his ACL. Ooh, boy. So, that's tough. Now we have to shift to, is Kawhi staying in L.A.? I mean, I think so, just because your stock... I mean, for maybe Kawhi... Kawhi's, maybe Kawhi's going to the Lakers? For Kawhi, <laughs> for Kawhi, your stock is the lowest it's going to get coming off of an ACL. Like, ACLs are not what they were. Like, it, most people come back from just fine. But you... I don't imagine that you would try to go to a different team right now. Like, come back and sit... What if it's not fine? You don't want to go to a different team where you're under a magnifying glass even more and then not be the claw... Which I hate. <laughs> I hate that fucking. It's so cringy. His hands are so big. They are, and it's like it's a solid. It fits him. It it's does. just sounds bad. It's weird sounding. It and doesn't it's, roll off the it, tongue. And no, it does not. Mm-mm. But his hands are now when they tried to when they tried to deem Adam Thielen White Claw after his catch last I year. Did, they should have done that. I did enjoy that. Adam Thielen shot that down, which was unfortunate because that would have been a good one. That was very sick. I think it might still stick anyway. You might have a say. People, yeah, people just can call you that. Uh, Kawhi Leonard ACL injury. Doesn't fucking matter because the Jazz are, as we said, the joke of one seeds. Guess you so. think I Philly? St- I still think I still think they win tonight, but the Jazz. Mm-hmm. You just want to see a game seven, which I, I do, do too. It's the Speaking best of game two words seven. in basketball. Best two words in basketball. Game seven. Speaking of game seven. Uh oh, what? The Bucks forced game seven. I don't know how. How? How? My how, pick is back. How do the Nets? My keep pick is back. Less than ninety points. Because Kevin Durant's the only one worth fuck. Mother of God. James Harden. James Harden's doing it again. <laughs> Disappearing act. Fucking do it. 15 points? Like this This is, I very rarely look forward to Stephen A's promos that he cuts, but the one he's about to cut on James Harden again, because oh. the last one when he played for the Rockets was bad. This one's going to be worse, because now you're not carrying the team. You just got to show up. And you know it's even what's funnier. fucked up is you have a player like Kyrie who's out, and you're still not carrying the team. You're still not the best player on the floor. And what do you know? In the regular season, they're talking about him being possible MVP again. Then he gets hurt. It's playoff time where you think he tops his regular season performance, 
and in true James Harden Houdini fashion, <laughs> just, just a fucking just Pierce. going back to the meme where they had his beard up over his eyes in that, fucking, <laughs> in that Houston series. That was yes. so bad. You want to talk about, like, you talked about uh, Doc Rivers. Like, Doc Rivers leaving the Clippers, going into a situation that most consider a good situation for him. Like, you couldn't walk into many better situations, especially being in the East. It's a really good team. Talking about somebody who thought they had it made that's probably pretty pissed right now is Steve Nash. Like, what more could you have asked for? Hey, you want to be the coach of a team with Kevin Durant, James Harden, and fucking Kyrie Irving? Yes. And then you shit the bed and can't score 90 points? Well, also... And Durant doesn't like you. Like, they they constantly bicker at each other. Yes. It's a very Ty Ty Lue and LeBron James situation. Um, You you also... (laughs) When he took that gig... And then all of a sudden, the next day, Kyrie Irving comes out and says, "We don't need a coach. No, we don't need. One. We don't even need a coach. Nope. We, we don't need somebody telling us what to do. We'll just call timeouts and argue with each other." Yeah. Well, I mean, him and KD probably have the same thoughts. Well, that's because right. similar. Kyrie has lost KD before. Yeah. Um, now, I will say, like, I don't know if you could pick two or three bigger whiners that think they're always right. How Embiid. the fuck do you think you... Okay, that's fair. Embiid's one. I don't think that you could... Like, them not having a coach... Like, now, there have been teams... Like, the the Thunder. There there were several times in the baby Thunder days where oh, it was gonna like... We're going to talk about them soon. And even in going into Billy Donovan days, where it was like, uh, what the fuck does he do? Like, even out of a timeout, you can't tell me that KD and Russ, or later on, Russ by himself, couldn't have drawn up a better fucking play. There right. is nothing he doesn't get excited. He he is Mike Anderson. Yes. He didn't do anything. He is Luke Walton. Yeah, he does <laughs> he is unnecessary. Now the net the Nets He's David Black. need a fucking the Nets need a referee. Like they call a timeout and just shut him up. They need Herb Dean. The Nets need Herb Dean. Dude, I have got it pains me to say. I've oh. got to give Kevin Durant some fucking praise here. Yeah. This I'm, motherfucker is balling. Like Kevin Durant is very similar to Russell Westbrook for me. Like, I enjoy watching him. I have no doubt that he's an all-time great, but Jesus, I can't stand him at all. I can't stand him either. I did just see today. I had never seen it before. Uh, I saw it at work today. I never, I don't even know how this happened that I that I never caught it. I guess it was at the ESPYs when Peyton Manning was up there. Mm-hmm. And he's talking, and he's talking about the uh, U.S. Olympic team, the mm-hmm. girls' U.S. Olympic team, and he's, I guess you must have missed it too. I, I don't. It's not ringing a bell. It's, I think it's from last year. I didn't know what existed and just plays into. I remember Peyton Manning giving an acceptance speech, but I don't it, remember what if this. He was a host. About. Uh, it, it plays into oh, okay. it plays into how much we both dislike Kevin Durant. But Peyton Manning comes on there. I I wish I could play the auto for y'all. I could, but uh, so he goes. He comes up there and he's like, "So how good are women's? You know, our women's Olympic team. They're pretty fucking great, huh? You know, about to win gold in this. And gold oh in that, yes, gold I did hear this." Yes, I, I actually did. just heard backstage Kevin Durant came out to me and said he wants to join them. <laughs> yes, I did hear <laughs> and that. And it goes to Kevin Durant's face, and he's just... <laughs> yes. Like, he is so pissed that he just said that. And then he's like, hey, well, you know, Kevin, I don't even think you'd start for them. <laughs> how many times his <laughs> and burner... Peyton is dying. How many... Peyton Manning is fucking hilarious. I love we, Peyton we Manning. We need to get Peyton Manning in Booth pronto. He's a treasure. I know Drew Brees hasn't even done it yet. Kick him out. Put Peyton Manning in there. Yeah, put Eli in there with him. I would love that. That would be awesome. I would love that. I love Eli. Just have Eli try to break something down. And Peyton, like, no. What the? That's not what they're doing. Watch, about to do this. And then every time, Eli just be fucking wrong. Then yeah. Eli, Eli's going to tell him, I have two rings, buddy. And then Peyton's going to fucking unplug his microphone. He's <laughs> older. 
but yes, Kevin Durant is very hard to like. Mm-hmm. But dude, very he good. dropped that forty nine point seventeen rebound ten assists. Yes. I believe it said that he was the only person to have forty five plus and a triple double in a playoff game. I you know, that's honestly surprising. And that's with fucking the, with nuts. the way that with the as prominent as triple doubles are mm-hmm. and the amount of scoring that we've seen from the people. It is kind of surprising that's never happened before. That's it nuts. doesn't shock me that he did it, especially in that situation where nobody else is there. Like, hey, you need to win this game, and then we'll give you Harden back. And he's like, all right, fine, I can fucking do that. Dude, could you imagine? Could you fucking imagine if the Nets lose? Oh, I'd be Could fantastic. you imagine the locker room? I don't want to watch the Bucks anymore, but like, I, I would rather the Nets lose in the finals. That would be more fun nope. for me. Nope, way more fun if they don't even get there. No, it's the same reason why I wanted Arkansas to play Tennessee in the College World Series. Like, I don't want Tennessee to have a chance to win the World Series, but it would be awesome to crush them there. Like, for them to get that close. And now we're not even there. But Right, exactly. All the other teams that wanted to talk shit like they were better than us in college baseball are still in it. So, yeah, that's fine. Mm, it's painful. We're not, we're not going to do this. Nope. Now, doing it. basketball. Kyrie, of course, got hurt last game. We didn't get to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Kyrie hurt his little ankle. And you I know, will say, Kyrie's are the worst fucking shoe to play basketball in. I have they're ever. They're tennis shoes. Dude, they're low-cut shoes, and I struggle in low-cut shoes. I like the look of them way more than most shoes, but they're not. They are not for playing basketball. No, I tore two of the only three ligaments in your ankle <laughs> wearing those motherfuckers. To this day, it has been five years, four years. I still have to sit with my ankle sideways as I drive because it starts randomly having shooting pains up my... Like, it's never recovered. And it's all because of those goddamn Ky- Kyries. It is. <laughs> I will say when I they hear... They look so sick. They do. When I hear somebody roll their ankle, you think about when you're real. On the playground, you roll your ankle, you'd be fine in a couple of days. That motherfucker's ankle rolled over. Like, all the way over. Yeah. yeah. It was It was pretty... My shit it was clicked. Tough. Heat all the way up my goddamn leg. <laughs> it was fucking terrible. I couldn't move. Everybody thought I was faking. <laughs> and they started laughing at me. I went and got my shit looked at. Sure shit. Tore two ligaments. Was on crutches for two weeks. Still Could you funny. imagine being in the military? Still funny. In the military, on crutches. Everybody laughs at you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're a profile bitch. <laughs> Pro- paper bitch? Speaking of paper bitches. <laughs> Sons and four guy. Oh, baby. Got him some fucking tickets. We got to talk about this. jersey. As if his day and life couldn't have gotten better, he is at an all-time high. What a fucking legend. Everybody on Twitter is in this dude's corner. Like, he has been pumped up like no fan I can think of in recent memory. It's the same way that the Padres fan that knocked that trash talker out should have gotten love. Right. But didn't. Right. Now, us men all acknowledge how legendary that punch was. He, this he moment wa- he may have been the greatest down, thing I've seen in the stands. He walked down at least 12 seats before he got to that guy. So, he had... Nothing but time to think, all right, how am I going to not get knocked out? And he the Padres guy? Yes. Dude. He didn't do shit. He just got clocked. He was so stone cold about it. Just walked straight up there, put his hands up like, you want to? One punch. Good night. And then just stood there. He didn't beat his ass. He just one punch. Anybody who hasn't seen seat, the Padres and then four fan? people jumped over the railing and just engulfed him, which yeah. he probably should have been a little more prepared for. You throw a haymaker like that, you're probably going to get somebody to come back at you. But Right, but he didn't jump on top of him and fucking no. pull him or nothing. Just no. one hit. That's classy. He said, are you going to stop? No. Bang. That is classy. Y'all need to go look up the Padres fan that (laughs) knocked that dude the fuck out. As classy as fights in the stands can be. But Suns in four is a fucking legend. And immediately, this is where it gets funny. I sent you the picture of it today. 
it's so awesome that he got a, a book a Booker put up on his Twitter. Mm-hmm. Need this man's info. It happened. They linked up. How fucking awesome as a fan for that to happen. Right. Just to be acknowledged. Yes. And then Especially for something like that, because you you know, the the narrative is like, oh, we shouldn't we shouldn't be condoning this. Correct. So just for him to acknowledge it publicly is like, oh shit. All, right. All the betas in the world were ready to burn the whole Suns organization down until the interview with the Suns and Four came out and the other videos were released where mm, turns out context matters. He got a beer dumped on his turns head. Turns out beer was dumped on his head, and I promise you, I'm Suns and Four in that ass. And to be fair, he didn't swing at him after the beer poured on his head nope. until he sucker punched him. He or, sucker well, punched Suns and Four down. Sucker whiffed him. I don't know if he hit him at all because he seemed unfazed. He just nibbled that shit up and said, here you go. Here's your about 12 uppercuts <laughs> to your lips. Dude. Rocked his body with big nasty <laughs> And Richard Jefferson comments immediately on this post on social media and says, ooh, I don't know if this is a good look. Of course, Richard Jefferson tries to jump up in there mm-hmm. and starts to get controversial. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I saw it today. It was on my Instagram. I'm flipping through there, and I saw... He, he had posted up there because Devin Booker commented on that and said, aw, yeah, back to Richard Jefferson. Which made like Devin Booker mm-hmm. that much more. Instantly, I, went, I started liking Devin Booker more. So he says, aw, and Richard Jefferson then full backpedals. Yes, like he usually does. All the way does. back. All the fucking way back. And he says on his social media, did I send it to you? I sent it, yeah, wait, did I send it to you? Uh, you sent me the one where he was making fun of the... Okay, he put up on his social media and was like, uh, he said something like, oh, hey, just so you know, my son is the biggest mm-hmm. fan of yours. He's going to be courtsided the next round. He's going to be wearing your Booker jersey. He's a huge fan of yours, man. All love. Here we go. He says, he said, this was after Devin Booker got the Suns fan tickets to the next rounds. So proud of that response, LOL. On oh, God, you're my son Phoenix's favorite player. Is his son's name Phoenix? It's beginning to sound that way, but no. Well, that would have been. Is it? Uh, I don't know what his son's it, name is. He said, Cannot confirm more than that. You're my son Phoenix's favorite player. That's ironic. You're my son, Phoenix. I don't know. You That's hard it. to put together there. And he said, we'll be in the building, and he'll be wearing a jersey of yours for the conference finals. Congrats, Suns and Four. Full backpedal. Paper bitch. Paper bitch. <laughs> and then the funniest part was the woman that commented underneath <laughs> it and said, uh, what'd she say? I sent it to you. She she called him, uh, oh, shit. She what said did- fanboy. Yeah, she said fanboy. And he Richard said Richard Jefferson pins it in his comments and said, You just focus on your water birth there, pregnant mom. Don't come at me. <laughs> Can I get Sons and Four Guy and Richard Jefferson in a rough and rowdy situation? Just watch him beat the piss Sons out of Sons and Richard Four Jeff- knocking the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> Sons and Four is a fucking legend. And also, being a man's man is back. It's fucking hot again. It appears to be. If social media and the way that the the social act movements are all moving and, you know, the women's rights and this. I'm all for women's rights. Don't get me wrong. I am. I absolutely am. You need to tread lightly oh, here. I'm, I am not trying to piss anybody off. I am for women's rights, for sure. But everybody's been trying to make the man's man disappear, right? They want the guy that's all lovey-dovey and understanding well, and emotionally is, connected. It's like this and, with every, every divisive conversation. is like if, if you don't 100% support one, you automatically 100% support the other. And right, it's fucking and that's, stupid. that's not the case. So they want the lovey-dovey emotional, you know what I mean? And it's it's not cool to beat people up anymore. It's fucking cool again. <laughs> Think back to the beginning of civilization. Gladiators. The man fucking defends his family. 
the man provides for the family. Like that's just the fucking role. Like, and and now it's awesome to have two sources of income. Don't get me right. wrong; it's fucking fantastic. But the man is supposed to do the man shit. You know what I mean? Defend your family, fight for yours, and and it's been it's been slowly getting frowned upon to do those things. It's like, oh, look at this animal, this primate. Look at these people, unbelievable. Because I got ripped to shreds and banned from Twitter for two days <laughs> because of my comment of. I'm sure the fan was talking shit when the Padres guy knocked him out. Maybe you shouldn't open your mouth if you don't want things to get physical. That's all right. I said. Yeah, context is everything. There's definitely a time and place where it's like, all right, there's no other option here. Apparently. I also then immediately Getting said KYS beer, to somebody in the comments. That one, yes, you should have been. And I got one. banned. The, the, the Suns and Four fan situation, like when I, when I we didn't say context, mean KYS. Is, context is everything. Uh, I'll tell you this much. Anybody who pours a beer get on my head. Get that fucking gnat out of here. He, he had... A lot of restraint. You pull a four beer, a four beer, a full beer on somebody's <laughs> head, and they don't immediately punch you in the fucking teeth. Good for them. You sucker punch me, I'm punching you back. Sorry, repeatedly. Correct. And then I'm gonna yell sons and four after I fucking embarrass you. He said these these this dude with these four fake watches on starts flaunting it, <laughs> pulls out a wad of cash out of his pocket to make make himself look cool, and then sucker punches me after pouring a beer on me, and I said. I'm about to go to work. <laughs> and by God, did he go to work? Yes, he did. Respect the Suns and Fort. Respect to Devin Booker acknowledging it and hooking that I dude up. I just hope, which I'm assuming if Devin Booker's getting tickets, are going to be good seats. So they may not be able to avoid it. But I hope that the NBA finds him and puts him on TV. I don't Correct. know if they will because of the whole condoning fans fighting thing. But dude, imagine him, imagine him right before the game. He's the one that's like out there hyping the crowd up in the middle. That definitely won't happen. Could you imagine though? But he needs to be sitting right behind the Suns bench. And Devin Booker needs to dab him up at a timeout or something. That place would go fucking nuts. Yes, do like a do like a jersey swap photo after the game, like a photo. That is so sick, dude. Like, no, Devin Booker needs. I know he's giving him a signed jersey. He needs to wait and just give him the signed jersey from that game. Just take yes. it off, sign it, and give it to him. Because so, like so they have no choice but to acknowledge him. Yes, because we are fans, so it's like it's so cool to see. Yeah. From a perspective of a fan, a fan getting acknowledged for that. Because the man was just fucking defending himself. I mean, acknowledge for that, yeah. But acknowledge, period. Like, even the videos of people mm-hmm. walking off the court still, like, giving somebody their shoes. Those shit, shit still is awesome. Every time so I see sick. it. So sick. And shout out to Russell Westbrook for always doing that shit. Yeah. Always takes his shoes off. Always gives them to kids. That shit is sick. That shit is legendary. Yeah. It, LeBron always signs him, tosses him to a fan, headbands. That shit is all yeah. so cool as a fan. Like, that shit, I mean, you're never going to you use talk about that, that shit for the rest again. of your life. Yeah, you're never going to use that shit again. It's nothing to you. That's everything to somebody. Like, any fucking kid, you just made a lifelong fan. Yes. Regardless. That's going in a shadow box on my wall yes. and never being touched again. That has LeBron James sweat on it. Just, just like, the people that refuse. If you like, touch my hand, I'm not washing it for you. Like I said, a lot of UFC fighters, that's what I was about to say. Like, they'll high-five people on the way out, and then you have people, which, granted, you're basically going into a gladiator arena to fight to the death. Right. So you got to be locked in, but... The people that just brush past everybody when their hands are out, it's like, come on, just fucking yeah. high-five them. It doesn't take any... It doesn't change anything for you. No. And it makes their, I mean, it's the it's the best case scenario going to watch a live event. Like you buy those tickets next to the tunnel for that reason in hopes that maybe you get a high five or something. Just, just a touch from an NBA player right. is just fucking changes someone's like whole perspective about sports. Yeah. And you're, if you do it and if it's kids, like I'm all for doing it, like being partial to kids because that kid's going to be a fan forever. His parents are probably going to be a fan forever. Like it humanizes you. For in sure. a way that you can't you can't get out there anywhere else. For sure. Now the the last NBA topic I'm sure you'd like to talk about. I know I would. Well, there's there's two. One of them is not going to spark a lot of conversations, but mm-hmm. uh, 
Carl McCorn losing $33 million because he wasn't all NBA is, is kind of funny. It sucks for it, him. It sucks <laughs> for him. It definitely does. But I would not put him in my all NBA team. No. Jason Tatum is not all NBA for me. And the fact that his contract has that in there means that him do, and his. Well, I get that. But I mean, you and or your agent had to be confident, like, oh, I'll get that. Yeah. And he did not. No, he did not. And, I, and he's, he's the not, star of that team. Well, actually, By, Al Horford is. Well, <laughs> Al Horford is again. Yeah. Al and, Horford is back. With the shamrock, back on him. I dare Kyrie to go do that shit in front of Al Horford and see what happens. Um, Al Horford's got nothing to lose. Boston Celtics front office may be <laughs> one of the worst front offices in the history well, of sports. It's a new front office. And it's funny because I saw something that's like, so you're telling me Brad Stevens' first move after signing Kimball Walker is to get him the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> hey, this guy's so bad. Put me in a position where I can get rid of him myself if you won't do it. But let me get this right. <laughs> Boston had him. Mm-hmm. Let him walk. Boston could have signed him to a big contract that he wanted, but refused to. Let him walk. Signed Kimber Walker to that, or got Kimber <laughs> Walker in his place. Yes. And then gave Kimber Walker and a first and round a pick. And a first round fucking pick to, to get, get him the back. same person back that you could have just paid and avoided the first round pick. Correct. In the middle of the fucking playoffs. Right. What is going on? What the fuck are y'all doing? When I saw that, I thought it was like a hypothetical deal because I didn't know you could still make trades. Neither did I. <laughs> Brad Stevens like, can we we can trade right now? Yeah, you can start talking. No, like, no, I'm can gonna we do it. I'm I'm gonna call him and get him back right now. I mean, I I guess I do like the move for Boston. It. It's a stupid the what what they gave up was ridiculous, stupid. But now the the small piece of this like it is Kimba and a first round pick for Al Horford, but he's not staying in Oklahoma City. I'll tell you that right. No, now. no, no. I know Sam Presti will Kimba be a fucking yeah. pick somewhere else, but because he just got a first round pick. The from Moses him. Brown going over there. I do like Moses Brown. Like yeah. I, I'm a Grizzlies fan, but I do still have a soft spot for Thunder. And Moses Brown was coming along pretty nice, and it, it, having an effective big man was going to be pretty cool. And he's super young, um, so I don't love that for them. But I mean, if you get a if you get Kimba and a 16th overall pick, whatever it was supposed to be, yeah, right out so right outside the lottery, and then you're probably going to send Kimba for a first round pick somewhere. Whatever. I don't know if they get a first, first I mean, one, but it's Presty. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. And y'all point. motherfuckers who were trying to say the Lakers should trade for K- shut up, shut up now because so if, I don't need two street clothes on the bench. <laughs> no, thank you. No, you're, thank you're you. He's a smaller Anthony Davis. Dame and or Steph Curry, and you're going to end up with Kimball Walker. I will fucking. <laughs> I'm not going to say what I would do. You're going to end. I'd up be very Kim- unhappy. You're going to end up with Kimball Walker and Anthony Davis. No, we're not. And on paper. You should be set. We're going to end up with Damian Lillard. Oh, speaking of Damian Lillard, I saw some very cool stats about him today because I always want to give Damian Lillard some love. Pretty cool shit here I saw. Damian Lillard posted the highest clutch true true shooting percentage in NBA oh, that's history. not surprising at all. In NBA history. Not surprising. 71% in a minimum of 50 attempts. And I'm, and I'm going to stop right there before you... I don't know if there's more. There's more. Okay, hang on. Steph Curry's name is going to come up, but... Steph Curry has not been in a situation to be clutched near as much as Damian Lillard. And he also has not pulled through as much Port, as Damian Port, Lillard. Well, I mean, in the regardless, playoffs, he Port, hasn't. Portland has been in close games or down way more often than the, than Golden State was at the height of their success. Correct. And so Damian Lillard posted the highest clutch true percentage, true shooting percentage in NBA history. Percentage. I'm Sean Connery. So that'd be 1%. <laughs> 
minimum 50 attempts while being first in points, 162, and 18th in minutes. 18th in minutes. Yeah. In the playoffs, he shot 80% efficiency and true shooting percentage. 16 points and 15 clutch minutes. Now, I will be interested to see. Hold up. Nine total game-tying slash go-ahead shots in the last minute. Nine. Yeah, that's impressive. Not surprising. Impressive. Fucking legend. I will be interested to see. Please don't be Allen Iverson. Get out. Get out of there. (laughs) If things continue the way they are right now, like we were talking about with Damian Lillard being in a lot more of those situations because of the situation that he's in, if Trey Young beats that at some point. Yeah. That's the only person I, I, I can think of off the top of my so. head that would that would come close. Because you have to have that. You, you have to be on a team that's good enough to be in those situations, but not so good that you're blowing people out. Yeah. Consistently. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I didn't know Damian Lillard Trey, had those numbers. Trey Young is not as consistent as Damian Lillard. No. But he's, he's as capable in those moments. So... Mm. I don't, we'll I'm, see. I mean, I, I didn't know that about Damon Lillard, but it doesn't surprise me. A little off the shout out. TDB. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's about uh, that's about all I got. I don't know about you. Um. Yeah, I think that's we got we got to we got to get ready to wrap this baby up so we can go. Uh, we can go watch this game here. Yeah. Oh, and if they fucking if if the Hawks don't blow it, now y'all won't hear this episode until. Saturday evening, late night. Y'all won't hear this. It's Friday now, mm-hmm. so most of y'all won't catch it till Saturday night, Sunday morning, because we got a little something to wrap in here for y'all. But we, the Hawks are going to win in six. We think the Hawks are going to win tonight. We do. Yep. Unless they blow it, because that's the only way they lose is if they blow it. Because it ain't going to be from fucking Embiid. I'll tell you that right no, now. No, it will not. So. God, I hope the Hawks do it tonight. God, I, I hope, hope they do. God, they it's, do it's it. in Atlanta. If they close this some bitch out in Atlanta, does Philly might have to blow it up? You know, it's a win-win though, because if they they win in six, we're right. If it goes to seven, we got a game seven. That would be fucking fun too. And for them to win in Philly would be excellent. And the, it, like a game seven between them when we just watched Philly have a thirty-point lead and blow it. There is no point where you're like, well, this is over. Right. I'm, I will not say that again for the rest of the playoffs. Nope. I already said it. Unless, I already said it once. Unless the Hawks start blowing out the Sixers, then I'll say it's over. Well, the only way that the Hawks can lose is if they blow it. Blow it. So Which? Philly cannot beat them. No. Nope. Only the Hawks can blow it. Right. Bingo. But yep. That's about that's about all we got to say about that. So We appreciate you guys. Like, subscribe. Like, subscribe, Tell and share. Tell your friends. Tell everybody. We will see you next time. After the Hawks win. After the Hawks win, the Haw- unless the Hawks blow it. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. See ya.